Success in the New Retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. And this is the Success in the New Retirement podcast with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. My name is Mark Owens, and it's all powered by Acute Wealth Advisors. All the information, you can find it at successinthenewretirement.com. 1994, William Bingen developed the 4% rule. Now, that idea, as you know, was a 50-50 mix of stocks and bonds. You could pull 4% out to live on and not run out of money over a 30-year retirement. So, gentlemen, does that rule, does it still work with, like, today's inflation and interest rates and, you know, how much we're paying for everything? Or is 4% rule something we should just kind of remove from conversations? We do a lot of uh, educational workshops. And, and in those workshops, you know, we talk about some of the, the rules of thumb to give people some idea that they could go home and, and be able to look at things and say, how, how am I doing? But in general, when people come in, that's a place that we can start and we can, we can look at, okay, for the amount of income you need in retirement, what percentage of your portfolio is that going to be? And, and is it sustainable? And if not, what can we do to get more income from different buckets of money? And so that rule is not irrelevant. It's certainly a great place to start, but then it's about, all right, how do we create a plan that's unique for you? Do you have a pension? And if so, you know, what will it pay to your, your spouse after you're gone? What does your social security benefits look like? And how much of your monthly nut is that going to cover? And then you're creating a plan and that's going to look different uh, for different people. You know, in the earlier segment, Matt was talking about, you know, a client that came in, he's like, why aren't you mentioning an annuity? Well, because it didn't fit for him, right? He didn't need any income. Right. I, I met with a client earlier this week that had bought an, a different annuity from someone and they, they had this income rider on it. And yet they were saving two thousand dollars a month and never touching it. I'm like, why are you paying for this? You know, why are you doing that? And so, you know, the four percent rule is is a conversation about income in retirement. And that's the number one concern of any retiree that comes in is, am I going to outlive my money? And so it's our job to help people understand how do you maximize the the efficiency in your Social Security, in your pension and in your investments, and then minimize the taxes so that now more of these dollars that you've worked your entire life to save are going to go back into your pocket, not into Uncle Sam's, not into losses in the stock market, and that are going to create that income that you crave to live the lifestyle that you dreamt of, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. You know, I would, I would say, no, let's not throw out something that is a good place to start, but then you've got to create something unique for your situation based on sound principles of, of retirement planning. You know, what's interesting about that is that Morningstar did a study and said, if you're going to have like an all stock portfolio, that withdrawal rate should be closer to 3%. So, Again, when you have someone saying four, Morningstar saying if you're aggressive, it needs to be three. And so one of the things that Damon and I try to help build a financial plan around is, again, the more you can control how much growth you're going to consistently get in your portfolio, if you can extract out the volatility inside of a portfolio, it generally leads to a higher withdrawal rate. So again, just to quantify this, if you had a million dollars and you're doing a 3% withdrawal rate, that means the first year you're taking out 30 grand. If you can get that up to 4%, that means you're taking out 40 grand. If you can get that up to a 5% withdrawal rate, that's 50 grand. That, that's a big difference in what you're getting on a monthly basis to cover your expenses, to be able to travel, do all those things. So one of the keys is figuring out the appropriate withdrawal amount and designing a portfolio that allows you to take more. 
because if you can take more, it means you don't have to have as much saved up. Or if you do have much, a lot saved up, you can increase that standard of living. But like Damon was saying, you've got to do it in a way where you're not jeopardizing your financial stability, where you potentially are running out of money. Mm -hmm. And and again, if you're not paying attention to it, you're just like, well, I'm, I don't care. I'm going to start taking 5%. And, you know, if I do the math, if I take out 5% if the account doesn't grow at all, then it can last for 20 years. I, I think I'm going to be dead in 20 years. I've had people say that to me. Well, I, I say to them, number one, you don't know that. Number two, what happens if you have a loss of 5 or 10% and then you take out your 5%? It's not going to last 20 years. What happens if it only lasts 12 or 13 years? You could be in a world of hurt. And yeah. so you can't just start going and drawing and take down a pile of money every month or every year and think it's going to be there if you don't have a plan to make sure that you're doing it in a strategic way so that you're, you have some you know, better plans in place to make sure it's going to last as long as you do. I just kind of what caught me right there was when you said you had a client that said, well, I'm going to be dead in 20 years. Like, do you have people that you can plan your retirement date and your last day of work, but do you have people that think they can plan out when they're going to kick the bucket? You'd be surprised how many people walk in and be like, oh, I don't need to worry about 30 years. My parents died here. They did this, whatever. And you say, well, that is true. And again, family history and, and medical, all of that factors into how long you're going to live. But I always tell people that they're living much longer than their grandparents. Right. And you're likely to live much longer than your parents. And so you can't just put a retirement plan in and say, well, if I'm not dead by 80, then I guess I just sell everything and go on welfare and you know live with the kids. I mean, that that's not a financial plan. It's not plan a very either. good plan. <laughs> right, right. Well, but the fact that those conversations happen. But anyway, but that is why we have these conversations and we set up these plans. And, you know, we talk about it every week here on Success in the New Retirement is having that plan. And this weekend, they're offering that Morningstar portfolio analysis where they want to sit down with you and personally Put that plan together. So if you have that 250000 in assets or more, give the team a call. Let's sit down and schedule that consultation at no cost, no obligation to you. 480-680-6868. One more time. 480-680-6868. Or just a couple of clicks online to schedule that consultation at successinthenewretirement.com. And as we talk about transitioning into retirement, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal that said a lot of companies are offering what they're calling now phased retirement programs where employees get to cut back on their hours while keeping some pay and benefits. Is this new because of COVID or has this been around? You know, I, I see it happening more. And, you know, from a profit and loss standpoint, you know, you figure if you can, if you can keep someone who's trained and already there and, and keep them part time, which means you can cut down on some of the, the mandatory benefits and things might be a good thing. And, and for our clients, we have a lot of people, a lot of nurses and, you know, occupational therapists, PTs and other, other skilled people that really don't honestly want to go from working full time to then not working at all because they, they don't know what they're going to do with their time. And so that it can be a strategy, right? That can work if, if that's what someone wants to do and they can kind of dictate, you know, I only want to work 15 hours a week or whatever, if you have good skill sets, but you know, it's not something you can plan a retirement around and say, Hey, this is what I'm going to do because you're, you know, you never want something, a plan that's dependent mm -hmm. on someone else that, you know, and companies are fickle. Right. If the markets are down and the stocks down, you know, all of a sudden you don't have that job anymore and you're the first to go. So as a backup. Well, and, and even then, I have a prospective client that came in the office just this week and he owns a property management company. It's him and his daughter. And he said, yeah, I don't have a lot saved up for retirement, but, you know, I think I could keep doing my job until my 80s. 
And my initial thought was, how can how do you know what you can do into your 80s? There's not too many people in their 80s that are vibrant enough and cognitively able to run a business. That's not an easy thing to do. And so his retirement plan, he really hasn't prepared very well. And one of the things he's talking about is his his ability to work till he's 80. Mm-hmm. And again, you can't just count on that because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what type of health, you know, concerns you might have or what might happen that would limit your ability to do that. And if that's your retirement plan, that income coming in from that, you might be in, in a world of hurt and in trouble if that's the only thing you have. You don't have a backup plan. 480-680-6868 or always online at success in the new retirement com. All right. So we've heard the term Karen a lot. And that's when usually, you know, a middle-aged woman with short hair is causing problem or yelling to speak to the manager. But I also heard another name. It's called Henry. So it's a financial word that stands for high earner, not rich yet. Have you heard this before? <laughs> Henry? In, maybe not in that uh, term, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, if you want to say keeping up with the Joneses too, right? Sometimes <laughs> it's, sometimes you start to make money, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is, I can afford this. I can afford this. And we forget to the, the principles that hopefully we were taught that, you know, spend less than you make, mm-hmm. you know, pay yourself first, meaning put some money in, in for retirement and a rainy day. You know, it comes down to just understanding the stage of life that you're at. And if you're starting to earn, you're just at the beginning part of that thing, then putting a good plan together to keep yourself in check to as you get raises to put some of that raise, give it back to yourself, do the smart things. You know, it's you you hear that. Oh, well, the reason I'm not saving more is because I'm paying so much in taxes. Yes. And that's what the article says. They always blame taxes for not being in another tax bracket. You know, and, and guess what, folks? Right now we're paying the least amount of taxes we've paid in, in 15 years, right? So you can't blame that. And it may be the only thing you know because you weren't earning enough before to, to, that taxes was a big deal. But the other part of that equation is taxes are going to go up. So if that's your excuse, you're, you're never going to make it. It has to come down to what's important to me, and that should be taken care of now and, and enjoying life, but also making sure that, that I've got a plan in place for the rest of things. And and that's where, you know, for the retirees, you're 55 and older. That's where, where Matt and I come in and, and we're, we're helping people see some of the different things. I mean, we were just talking about the dot-com bubble, the 2008, and even the, the COVID downturn. And, and one of the things we'll bring out with that with clients is saying, look, because, you know, I have people come in and say, well, I, I was fine. I just kept investing and, and I didn't make changes. 2008, yeah, it happened, but I'm fine now. And I say, okay, how many years ago was that? And how many, how much older are you now? And are you retiring? Can you afford to wait? In 2008, it took five years for the S&P to get back to the 2007 level. Five years. Could you wait five years and not touch your money to get that back? The dot-com you mentioned, Mm -hmm. that took 14 years for the NASDAQ to get back to its previous level. 14 years, right? Then the COVID, it took, what, two or three months. All right, so which is it going to be? And do you want to bet your retirement on that? Right. When I put it in different terms to people and I say, hey, would you board a a plane that has an 80 percent chance of landing? You know, what do you think the answer is? Nope. What about 90? Mm -hmm. And and so you say, what about your retirement life? Right. Do you want to you know, have a good landing in your retirement? And you have to build a plan upon sound principles and understand the the good and the bad. and, And like Matt was saying, take the emotion out of things. And whether you're 30 and you're just starting to earn or you're towards the end. 
it's building a plan and understanding where you're at. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of the questions I'll ask at a prospective client when they come in as we're building out their plan is like, are you more of a risk taker? Do you like the idea of having something more guaranteed um, when it comes to your income streams from retirement? And it's really interesting to see how people answer that because that will be one of the gauges we will use to build out their financial plan. But I'm surprised no matter how aggressive the person is, I would say probably 80% of the time, most people answer, oh, I'd like that a little bit more guaranteed and yeah. a little bit less risk. And even though they're not invested that way. And so that gives us the ability to say, okay, well, if that's our goal, then we're, there's some adjustments and some changes we potentially need to make. So let's talk through those things. Thanks for listening. Want more from Damon and Matt? Check out successinthenewretirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions. Investment advisory services offered through Acute Investment Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through its affiliated company, Acute Wealth Advisors, LLC. Tax and or legal advice is not offered by either company or their affiliated companies. Consult with your tax and legal professionals for guidance on tax or legal matters. The information presented should not be viewed as personalized investment advice. All expressions of opinion are subject to change. We are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.